the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And truth. This is Freedom 1570, KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Former GOP presidential candidate Herman Cain has died after battling the coronavirus. Cain had been ill with the virus for several weeks. It's not clear when or where he was infected, but He was hospitalized less than two weeks after attending President Trump's campaign rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma in June. Kane had been an outspoken backer of the president. He was 74. Worried about fraud, President Trump floats the idea of delaying the November presidential election. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton reports. The president tweets that the 2020 election will be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history because of increased mail-in voting. And he raises the possibility of delaying the November 3rd presidential vote. However, he has no authority to make that change. The dates of federal elections are set by Congress, and the Constitution makes no provisions for a delay to the January 20th 2021 presidential inauguration. Greg Clugston, Washington. Also at townhall.com, one GOP senator says Democrats in many media outlets are misrepresenting the riots taking place around the country as peaceful. Senator John Barrasso says it's just not true. In spite of what the Democrats say when they call these peaceful protests, these are nothing Peaceful. The GOP senator from Wyoming says, despite what you're not hearing in much of the press, the rioters are ruining lives and neighborhoods. They burn, they loot, and they kill. Barrasso also notes a number of police officers have been assaulted, many injured, and some killed by rioters over the past two months. Bob Hagner reporting. Tropical storm Isaiah is battering Puerto Rico with high winds and heavy rains on a forecast track that will carry it to the U.S. mainland. On Wall Street, stocks are mixed. The Dow is down 299 points, but the Nasdaq is ahead eight. More on these stories at townhall.com. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-308-7862. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-308-7862. 800-308-7862. That's 800-308-7862. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? Doing the most good. That's what the Salvation Army does. And we could use your help, our Here to Help campaign. Visit freedom1570.com. Your gift today, tax-deductible gift, is matched by our friends at Fro and Shoe Commercial Real Estate. So you'll impact twice as many families right now. Again, freedom1570.com. Click the Here to Help campaign banner. For today, gorgeous sunshine and low 80s, Like It Matters Radio is next here on Freedom 1570. Thanks to generous support from our friends at Frau and Schuh Commercial Real Estate. Your gift to the Salvation Army today is matched due to COVID-19. Salvation Army locations went from serving hundreds of meals a month to hundreds a day. Help fill the Salvation Army pantry and support their services here in the Twin Cities. Your gift goes twice as far when you give now at freedom1570.com and click here to help. Hi, this is Lee. And this is Matt from the Kingdom Builders. About 22 years ago, I remember doing my father's roof in Bloomington after a huge hailstorm had gone through. And now he just had me come out and take a look at his roof because he wants to make sure it's okay. 22 years old now. Most roofs in that time era were good for about 
20, 25, maybe 30 years. So if you're looking to get an honest assessment on whether your 22-year-old roof is still good, give us a call. Yeah, Lee, I remember that storm too. And as I drive around Burnsville, uh, Bloomington, the South Metro, I see all of these roofs that replaced back in 1998. And it may be time for an assessment for us to come out and let you know if you have a year or three left or if now is a good time to get those shingles replaced. For an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Your life changes for the better when you live each day like it matters. Positive focus, healthier relationships, and breaking free from trauma that's held you back. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about a box of chocolates. You know, we're getting so smart. You know, my, my mom and dad used to have this phrase that, you know, you're getting too smart for your britches. You know, remember that? You start learning, you start thinking all that. By the time you're, most of us are 16, 17 years old, we think we know it all. But I got a little boy, Beniah, he's five years old. And oh my gosh, my, my son loves closed caption. And so we'll, whenever we, he always, when he was little, he said he wants to see the words. Dad, put the words on. And at first I'm like, put the words on? What do you mean? And he's like, closed caption. You know, I've been told by a lot of people, a lot of people come here from Mexico, uh, legal or illegal, and they actually learn Spanish by watching a, a Spanish TV with American subtitles. It's just interesting. And so my son has done the same thing. He's like, put on the words. And so uh, last night I was playing Animal Crossing. I'm a gamer, sorry. Yeah, I got my own island. It's called Maranatha. I'm an Animal Crossing uh, a fanatic. I play, I'm a Pokemon, too. I chase Pokemon around the world, just like, you know. Uh, yeah, I do, I do, I do, I do. I know, I know. So uh, I'm playing, uh, and he's reading the words. Uh, and they're big words. I'm multisyllabic words. Some are, you know, I play college-level words. Uh, and he's reading them pretty much 90%. He's five years old. I mean, he's a pretty good reader. He's pretty sharp. Uh, and then when he would have a big word or stumble on something, that a word that's not easy to pronounce, even if it wasn't a big word, I would say the word. And he got mad. He would get mad. He felt like every time I had to say a word for him that he, he was a loser. Like he was stupid. And he's a five-year-old kid <laughs> getting put off. And I felt like saying, dude, you're a little too smart for your britches. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you. And so uh, you, you got to realize that as smart as we are, technology and everything, that we, we've, we've lost the basics. We got to get back to the basics. Uh, and, and, you know, one thing I love about TV is, you know, sometimes TV is a good picture of life at certain times, a snapshot, if you will. And, you know, there's a famous movie, you know, uh, Forrest Gump, you know, uh, really loved the show. You know, for, we all know Forrest Gump. Uh, and Forrest Gump, if you think about it, he wasn't, uh, what is it they say, the sharpest tack in the drawer. But Forrest Gump, if you think about it, was all about common sense. You know, he, he and his mama didn't have much. She was a single mom. Uh, and uh, that, that, that uh, picture at the beginning of the movie where how Forrest Gump got into special schools that uh, most people couldn't get into, and he shows his mom paying the bill a certain way, like, whoa. But, you know, the, the reality of, you know, some people got to do whatever it takes to survive. Uh, it's not pretty. It's not good. But it's basically streetwise. What you got to do to make it in the streets? And some in the inner cities know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I grew up as white trash. I don't fit into a box. So uh, I don't fit into a box. Uh, so I have to just make things up. And, and what guides me a lot of times is common sense. And I think that's what I love so much about Forrest Gump was the common sense logic. That when you have nothing, when you don't have the pretty things of life... When life hasn't, uh, uh, you know, you weren't born with a silver spoon in your mouth. You weren't born to a, uh, a, a special time or special place. 
but you just had to make it work. And I think that's what I love so much about Forrest Gump. And there's that famous clip where uh, there's a, 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 he's sitting on a, a park bench. And I think the woman was black. She was a nurse. She comes up, sits beside him, not to talk to him. She's got her own day, busy, tired. Uh, she's just sitting there. But Forrest loves people. And Forrest just talks to people. And one of the most famous clips, in, uh, probably in movie history, because everybody knows it now, uh, is the one we're about to play. So go ahead and play uh, Gump one clip, please. Hello. My name's Forrest. Forrest Gump. Do you want a chocolate? I could eat about a million and a half of these. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. You know, life is not a box of chocolates. He said like life is like. It's a simile. Uh, technically, it's a metaphor. And I love metaphors. As a matter of fact, if I was going to be a superhero, I've thought about this, uh, my superhero name would be Metaphor Man. It'd be two capital M's, one stacked on top of the other, sitting like a mountain, like a series of mountains, uh, and I would have a cape. I just think any good superhero has a cape. I thought about this as I watched The Incredibles. Would you have a cape? Would you not have a cape? You can get stuck. I couldn't. I'd still have a cape. I just think it looks cool having a cape blowing in the wind. You know, the Marilyn Monroe. You know, some like a hot picture. Yeah, cool. That's just the wind blowing. Yeah, the Superman standing there with his hands on his side and the wind blowing his cape back. To me, that's just artistic. So I would have a cape. Uh, and, you know, if, if life gave out penalties, and John and I are going to put together little soundtracks of just little penalties, like a whistle blowing and an NFL referee saying, uh, abusing a metaphor, because that's what I can do well. I can beat a metaphor to death. I can, uh, I can wear out a metaphor, but I love metaphors. And if you don't know what a metaphor is, a metaphor is a figure of speech uh, that, for rhetorical effect, directly refers to one thing by mentioning another. That's from Wikipedia. A figure of speech in which a word or phrase is applied to an object or action to which it is uh, not literally applicable. I mean, mm-hmm. makes sense? Uh, it, to me, it's similar to a parable. I love words. Uh, we, we teach words here. John and I want you to, to educate you. And again, not just learning stuff, but learning how to think. Uh, and so uh, I love uh, figures of speech. I love words. I love how you can use them. But etymologically, a parable, if you think about it, para means to come beside. A parachurch is an organization that comes beside the church. A parachute is something that helps you, comes beside you to help float you down so you don't die. All right? A parable, parable, get it? A parable, a parable, is you take information about one thing and you lay it beside something else that you're not aware of, and it basically transfers in a similar way, in a like way. That's why you can say simile, metaphor, parable. Uh, They all kind of blend in. They're technically different, but they're all basically figures of speech, ways of of, uh, explaining something. And so the metaphor of a box of chocolates, I thought, is great, because life is a series of choices. And we have lots of choices in lots of different ways, and we're going to talk about the day, choices and consequences, just like that box of chocolates. You know, it's a variety pack. Some have nuts, some have soft centers, some have hard caramel, some have soft caramel, but we don't get one of those little uh, maps. You know, a good box of chocolate, you'll get the very bottom of a map that shows you what each piece is. But let's be honest, life is a box of chocolates without that map, without that guide, without that uh, layout that shows you what is what. And, boy, I grew up in five kids, mom and dad, seven of us, poor kids. Uh, We had a box of chocolates. When you touched one, it's yours. It's yours. You don't put it back. You don't bite into it and leave it on the head. You eat it. Uh, And if you don't like it, that was your piece of chocolate, so you get no more. And so that's how life is. Life is a series of choices where we get to choose. We get to stick our hand in the box. But what comes out, the consequence of those choices, we don't get to choose. It is what it is. So let's play the second clip, please. Those must be comfortable shoes. I bet you could walk all day in shoes like that and not feel a thing. I wish I had shoes like that. My feet hurt. Mom always said there's an awful lot you can tell about a person by their shoes. Where they go, where they been, 
I've worn lots of shoes. I bet if I think about it real hard, I could remember my first pair of shoes. Mama said they'd take me anywhere. And see, ladies and gentlemen, that's one of the choices. Where we, have, where we go, what shoes we're going to wear, and if we're willing to walk a mile in someone else's shoes. So I'm Mr. Black. Today we're talking about choices and consequences, talking about a box of chocolates. We'll be back in three minutes. stimulus and the response there is a space and in that space is your power your freedom dr victor frankel in this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion our daily choices matter more and they are more consequential times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes a deeper understanding a bigger picture so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. America's Great Outdoors is open for business, and Outdoor News Radio has got you covered on the latest hot fishing bites, spring turkey season strategies, and natural resources news. Catch us every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Joining me, Rob Dreesline, is a lineup of the state's top angling and hunting experts, plus national guests like Land Tawney or state officials like DNR Commissioner Sarah Stroman. Sundays at 8 a.m. on Freedom 1570. It's Outdoor News Radio. Stay safe in your home with a $4,000 chairlift, now half off for just $2,000 through this special offer from Starlift and this station. There's just one half-price chairlift available. Go to the station's website, click on the More tab and half-price offers, or call the station now. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Sorry I had a fight in the middle of your Black Panther party. I'm not a smart man. There's something happening here. But what it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man... I am Mr. Black, and man, I just want to stay here and listen to music, man. <laughs> John, John said a little while ago, you're good to go, man. I know, I'm just listening to the music because, man, I get emotional. I don't know why I'm so emotional. It just stirs me up. Man, what's happening, America? You know, we are a product of our choices. Like Forrest Gump said, Mama said that life is like a box of chocolates. And what she's talking about, it's a metaphor that you get to choose. You get to stick your hand in that box. But we know in the day of COVID-19 that if you touch something, it's yours. 
Once you put your hand, I taught my kids that from the beginning. When we're eating family style, you put your hand on it, it's yours. You get off the plate, you don't put your hand on it and take your hand back off and leave it there. That's yours. You touched it. You've got your cooties on it. And so you, you put it on your plate, and if you don't eat it, then it goes in the trash. But it's yours. And ladies and gentlemen, that's how life is. Boy, I don't know where it came down now that we all think that we have the guarantee of outcome. There is no guarantee of outcome. Read your Bible. There's stories about the minus, stories about the talents, where a, a ruler, a business owner, a leader came and he gave one person five talents, he gave one person three talents, gave one person one talent, and then he went left away for a long time. And then when he came back, the one that he gave five had doubled it, gave, had ten. He said, well done, my good and faithful servant. What you did with little, I'll give you much. And then he went to the one with three and he says, well done, because now he turned into six. Well done, my good and faithful servants. You, what you did with a little, uh, I'll give you more because you'll do that the same. And then he went to the one that had one. And the one that had one, well, you know, I only had one. Poor me. Everybody else got more. That guy got three. That guy got five. And uh, so I know that you're a mean boss. I know that the white man's not fair to the black man. And so I, I stuck my one, one that you gave me, and I stuck it in the ground because I know you're a harsh master. And so that way, when you came back, I'd dig it up and give it to you. He said, you fool. You fool. You could have put that in the bank. And made me simple interest. And boy, he just threw him out and said, be gone from me, you work of iniquity. And he said, man, what you didn't do with a little, why would I expect you to do with a lot? Now, I'm paraphrasing. That's the black paraphrase. It's kind of like a message Bible. The message Bible isn't a translation. It's a paraphrase. Just to get you in the zip code, as I like to say it. And so we're given choices. Just like the Forrest Gump thing. One of the beautiful things about Forrest Gump is his socioeconomic background. Yeah, he was white. Would you call Forrest Gump privileged? Would you, did you say, would you say Forrest Gump had white privilege? Of course you wouldn't. Forrest Gump well, was a little slow mentally. Forrest Gump had a single mama. Forrest Gump was a low socioeconomic. Forrest Gump was taken advantage of. I mean, watch the movie. How many times in that movie did you feel sorry for Forrest Gump? But how many of us have a movie written about them where the ending is pretty good? Where you got your own business, where you got your own shrimping boat, where you got friends, where you met presidents, where you tr right? Life's not about what type of box of chocolates you get. Life's about how do you consume those chocolates? How do you make them taste good? How do you make them smell good? How do you make other people crave and desire your ordinary box of chocolates? Because, man, you made them look pretty fancy. I must have drank about 15 Dr. Peppers. Yeah, I, I do. That's my wife. She loves Dr. Pepper too. So I do. I love something like uh, something like about Forrest Gump. He loves Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. So, ladies and gentlemen, life is like a box of chocolates, and we got to consider consider what do we think determines us. Now, that's a great word. It's a great word. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and make that the word of the day. Today's words we're going to call it determinism. And what do you know? I actually have my pooter pulled up, and it's right there in front of me. <laughs> Determinism is the philosophical belief that all events are determined completely by previously existing causes. Isn't that amazing? It is the doctrine that all events, including human action, are ultimately determined by causes external to the will. Some philosophers have taken determinism to imply that individual human beings have no free will and cannot be morally responsible for their actions. You want to see something that will spoil a box of chocolates? You just put a big old turd of determinism in there. It's just a block of turd called determinism, and that will spoil any good box of chocolates. I can gross. tell you that right now. Yeah, it is gross. It's like a Nina Turner, uh, you know, uh, the socialist ex-campaign uh, manager, said voting for Biden, Joe Biden, is like having to eat some, some crap. And then they say, well, you only have to take a bite or two out of that crap. And she said, it's still a bunch of crap, but she didn't say crap. She said fecal matter. It begins with an S, and it ends with a T, in case you don't know what I'm talking about. And it's like a sheet of cookies, you know, kind of like that. <laughs> it's like eating a bowl of sheet of cookies. That's what she was talking about. Yes, right? I know that. Uh, oh, and it smells, and it tastes bad, and it ain't interested in it. Man, I hope you have that same perception when you go in that voting booth. Please, please, please realize that you're getting ready to choose something and that for, forever alter the existence of this country, and there's no turning backwards.
So today we want to talk about those choices, you know, and time. Time is one of those things that we're all given. We're all given seven hour. I mean, seven weeks in a day. Seven weeks in a day. How about seven, week, uh, seven days in a week? How about 24 hours in a day? How about 60 minutes in an hour, right? Jesus Christ, Mother Teresa, uh, Scott Black, we all have the same use of time, 24-7. And what you do with your time, what you do with that box of chocolates called time will tell a lot about you. Yesterday, I talked about the three R's of survival. In other words, where are you at on the timeline? So I love the concept of time. One day, a wise man was asked a question, what is time? His answer was, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The one who asked the question was disappointment. It was disappointing. He said, that's it? Well, the wise man said, then listen to the story. There was today, which wanted to become always, yesterday said. I always wanted to become always when I was you. Did you ask always how it does that, inquired today? I asked, and by changing was its answer. By becoming tomorrow from today. But that means, today thought, that always does not belong to itself. It is always someone else. It means that something is making it do that. But what is it, yesterday said, maybe it's time. What is time? Today asked. It's only you and me, and also tomorrow. The one who was asking the wise man said nothing more, because another person, who was silent before, joined their conversation. But wise man, it means that time is the thing what passes, and that is wrong. It can also last by stopping. The wise man looked at him with curiosity, and answered with a smile, You're right. Sometimes today can last hundreds and thousands of years before it passes. Sometimes it feels like yesterday has come back and we are living in it. There is a little bit of tomorrow in yesterday and in today, but we rarely recognize it. It turns out that there is only this trinity. Powerful story. You know, we bring our yesterdays into our todays. Those are choices. We have this clock of time. And what we do with it truly dictates the choices we make on that clock of time. Dictate how we're remembered, what impact we make. Beautiful poem by Robert H. Smith. He said, the clock of time is wound but once. And no man has the power to tell just when the hands will stop. At late or early hour. To lose one's wealth is sad indeed. To lose one's health is more. To lose one's soul is such a loss that no man can restore. The present only is our own, so live, love, toil with a will. Place no faith in tomorrow, for the clock may then be still. Ladies and gentlemen, planes crash and people die. And you know, we're in a standstill a little bit with this coronavirus, with this, what I want to call a fake lockdown. You know, our box of chocolates is a whole bunch of choices we got to make. As leaders, as human beings, we've got to make choices about risk management. Do you fly in a plane or don't you fly in a plane? Do you skydive or don't you skydive? If you've ever done anything that's uncomfortable, you usually sign a liability release form. What that liability release form is says you are choosing to be your own risk manager. That you understand that there are some risks involved in jumping out of a perfectly fine plane. That there are some risks socks and shoes off and walk across 1,700 degree hot burning coals. That there are risks involved when you get down on one knee and ask someone to spend their life with you in holy matrimony. That there are risks involved that when you choose to copulate and procreate and create life, That there are risks involved when you choose to start a new job or to walk away after 40 years of service and start a new phase of your life. See, ladies and gentlemen, we have the choice to stick our hand in the life's box of chocolates. But with each one of those choices comes a series of consequences that lead to other choices. And once we start that chain of events, 
it's hard to stop them. But what we got to remember is there is nothing else determining our outcome but us. You know, we can't control what happens to us in life, but we get to control what happens in us in life. You can't control what cards life has dealt you, but you have full control over how you play those cards. You know, I'm right now been basically made illegal to do what I do. I can't work. I can't bring people in, so we can't make money right now. We got four months without making money. So I could choose to feel sorry for myself, or I could choose to continue to serve people, see a need, meet a need. I'm not looking for a job. I'm just looking for a paycheck. So I'm Mr. Black. You're under construction on Like It Matters Radio. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's what business owner Ken Johnson had to say about the impact Like It Matters Leadership Awakening had on his employees. Since then, they have been on fire. They have been committed as a team, absolutely changed. They are energized in a way that is is off the charts different and better than we ever had before. First of all, best investment I ever made. Secondly, we decided to reduce our investment in some other areas so we can reinvest that money in more people for this experience. Every single person has been thrilled with the results and myself included. Change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Dallas-Fort Worth, August 20th through the 22nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. From sharing the gospel and providing summer camps to disaster recovery and feeding the hungry, wherever there's a need in the Twin Cities, the Salvation Army is there, serving all without discrimination. Throughout this week, we're sharing stories of the positive impact the Salvation Army is making, how amplified the need is at the moment, and how you can answer the call to help our neighbors in this trying time. When you make your gift now at our station website by clicking here to help, your dollars go to work in our community, in particular to help those relying on the Salvation Army Food Pantry right now. These are our neighbors hit hard by being out of work due to COVID-19 or who are living paycheck to paycheck and just need a little extra help to get back on their feet. Together, we can meet this rising need and help our community today. So please, donate now. Click here to help at freedom1570.com. The Here to Help campaign is supported by Frau and Shoe Commercial Real Estate. That's freedom1570.com. And thank you. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Stupid is, stupid does, sir. Yes, I know that. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. I am Mr. Black, and what you're listening to today is the soundtrack from Forrest Gump. What a great soundtrack, man. It's like uh, the Galaxy, uh, what is it, uh, the one, the soundtrack from the something of the galaxies, uh, the, um, I can't think what it was, the, oh my gosh, I cannot not believe that. Garden, thank you, oh my gosh, <laughs> brain dead, bad, bad, bad. Guardians of the Galaxy, some of those soundtracks are so cool. And so John's been playing some Forrest Gump soundtrack for you because today we're talking about box of chocolates. And you know, 
Mama always said that life is like a box of chocolates. One of the most famous lines now uh, from movie history. It's pretty cool. It's not that old of a movie, and yet is a renowned that one statement. And I think it's a powerful metaphor. And today we've been talking about that metaphor because it's really life. Life gives us a box of chocolates, and some, you know, you can buy the blends that have nuts in the middle, you can buy the creamy centers in the middle, you can buy the milk chocolate ones or dark chocolate ones, so we might get a a different box that has a different selection based on our socioeconomic uh, life that we're born into, uh, based on the the country we're born into, based on the time that we're born into, uh, based on uh, uh, the opportunities that we're born into. You know, the the privilege movement is really the advantage movement. You know, some people have more advantage in life than others. That's just life. Uh, you know, LeBron James' kids are black, I'm pretty sure. Uh, guess what? They're advantaged. Uh, I, I got to tell you, Beyonce's kids, I'm pretty sure, are black. Uh, guess what? Uh, they'll never want for anything. They're pretty well advantaged. If Oprah Winfrey was married and had kids, uh, her kids would have a need for nothing. Uh, just like Chelsea Clinton has a need for nothing. She gets to sit on boards and make a million dollars a year because of who her mommy and daddy are. Thank uh, you. So you can call it privilege. Uh, it's, it's really advantage. Every NFL uh, sports player is privileged uh, or advantaged, I'd like to say, because they can go places you and I can't go. How about the NBA? Uh, the, talk about privilege. Uh, really privileged. All those players, the millions of dollars, they get to hang out with all the pretty women, sleep with all the women. They get to buy all the bling. They get to go all the places. Uh, I'd call that advantage. They can go places and do things I could never dream of, right? And they're black. 80% of the NBA is black. Just look it up. So, I mean... I, I, I don't know. That's why I love the clip by Morgan Freeman with Don Lemons. You know, tw- uh, 2012, it's so cool, where uh, Don Lemons asked, do you believe that there's racial injustice? Do you believe, uh, uh, you know, that uh, white supremacy? He goes, no. And he, goes, and he says, give me a reason why. He goes, look at you and I. You and I are black. I wish you would ask him, how much money do you make? Now, here's the funny thing. Don Lemons, eight years ago, was railing about this whole joke of the whole black inferiority and uh, everything's about race. And he said, I got so tired. I turned out, I got to talk about race. Why? And, and Morgan Freeman says, just stop talking about race. Racism in America, yeah, it doesn't exist. Otherwise, why would you know Morgan Freeman? How come Morgan Freeman gets to play God and everything else? Some of the famous actors that make millions of dollars a year are black. I don't, I don't see Samuel L. Jackson uh, being uh, underprivileged. I don't see Samuel L. Jackson. He's on every single commercial there is. There's planes on snakes, and there's Samuel L. Jackson in my wallet, and he's everywhere else, right? Boy, doesn't sound like much white privilege to me. Last time I checked, he's pretty dark-skinned. See, what's going on, and I like to reveal what's going on behind the curtain. What's dealing going on is we're dealing with something called the drama triangle, and we have a choice from whether we enter the drama triangle or not. And, man, great article. I've talked about the drama triangle before. It's Stephen Cartman's work. It's a 40-page booklet. Highly recommend it. But Linda Graham, MFT, she uh, has a thing called Resources for Recovering Resilience. She wrote a great article. Kudos to Linda Graham. That's G-R-A-H-A-M. She's a MFT, so she's Marriage and Family Therapist. I uh, found this article. It's just really good. And she talks about the drama triangle. And there are three positions on the drama triangle. you got to know this. There's persecutor, rescuer, and victim. Uh, and this is what's going on in America. I just want to give you an understanding of unconsciously what's going on so you can deal with it. See, awareness brings understanding. And understanding brings healing and hope. So I always like to bring things that are in the shadows into the light. I like to bring things that are happening at the unconscious level to the conscious level so that you can know, so that you can quit being manipulated, so you can get out of the passenger seat and get your car of life off of autopilot and get in the driver's seat. So the drama triangle is a dynamic model of social interaction and conflict developed by Dr. Stephen Cartman. Uh, by the way, he was a student of Dr. Eric Byrne, father of transactional analysis. And basically, he points out this triangle. And by the way, all entry points of the triangle are from a victim. Even the rescuer and all that, those are, ev- those are victim points of entry. So let me give you the three roles, and they feed each other. And this is what's going on in America. We're on the drama triangle. There's the victim, the rescuer, uh, and the persecutor. So victim. The stance of the victim is poor me. Victims see themselves as victimized, oppressed, powerless, helpless, hopeless, dejected, and ashamed, and come across as super sensitive. 
They wanted kid glove treatment from others. They deny any responsibility for any circumstance in their life, positive or negative, and they deny possession of the power to change those circumstances. A person in the victim role will look for a rescuer, a savior to save them, and if someone refuses or fails to do that, can quickly be perceived now as a persecutor. In terms of derailing resilience, victims have real difficulties making decisions, solving problems, finding much pleasure in life, or understanding their own self-perpetuating behaviors. Now, rescuer. Now, the rescuer sounds like a good term, right? It says, that sounds pretty good. I want to be a rescuer. No, you don't. Rescuer in psychological terms mean doing for somebody else what they can do for themselves. It's a codependent relationship. And so, in other words, you never let people get their wings. You never let them learn to pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and hit again. You never let them learn how to pick themselves up by their own bootstraps. You never let them learn how to overcome. You never let them learn that choices have consequences. And if you don't like the choices, I mean the consequences, then make different choices. And a rescuer robs people of that opportunity to grow. And it's selfish. So rescuer, the stance of the rescuer is let me help you. Sounds good, right? Rescuers work hard to help and caretake other people and even need to help other people to feel good about themselves while neglecting their own needs or not taking personal responsibilities for meeting their own needs. Rescuers are classically co-enablers. They need victims to help and often can't allow the victim to succeed or get better. Otherwise, they need them. People like Al Sharpton and, uh, 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 you know, people like that that are race baiters. You know, like a union. A union needs tension between workers and management to be used, right? Jesse Jackson, uh, you know, Reverend Al Sharpton. There's nothing reverence about Al Sharpton. But they need race issues. They need to start racial hate. That way they give people give them money. They make millions of dollars a year feeding this racial hatred. Because why? Because they're going to rescue the poor victim, the poor black people who are victims. That, but they keep them stuck there. Rescuers are dependent, codependent. They're enablers. They need victims to help and can't allow the victim to succeed or get better or, or they're no longer necessitated. See, they can use guilt to keep their victims dependent and feel guilty themselves. I'm reading from this article. This is not my words. This is a marriage and family therapist telling you, and she's absolutely spot on. This is Dr. Cartman's work. In terms of derailing resilience, rescuers are frequently harried, overworked, tired, caught in a martyr style while resentment festers underneath. And then the persecutor. Oh, we're seeing persecutors march every day. We're seeing persecutors everywhere in Portland, Seattle. Persecutors. The stance of the persecutor is it's all your fault. Persecutors criticize and blame the victim, set strict limits, can be controlling, rigid, authoritative, angry, unpleasant. They keep the victim feeling oppressed through threats and bullying and so that they have a reason to persecute people. In terms of resilience, persecutors can't bend. They can't be flexible. They can't be vulnerable. They can't be human. They fear the risk of being a victim themselves. Persecutors yell and criticize, but they don't actually solve any problems or help anyone else solve the problem. And these are the most extreme versions of three roles, but can we can encounter people playing these versions all the time. And she actually gives a great example from The Three Faces of a Victim by Lynn Force. Great book. Highly recommend that book by Lynn Force. Lynn Force does a lot of great work with the drama triangle. So here's the example. So dad comes home uh, from work to find mom and junior engaged in a battle. Clean up your room or else, right? Now they're, they're the persecutor. Mom threatens, so mom now becomes the persecutor. Dad immediately comes to Junior's rescue, right? He's the rescuer. Mom, he might say, give the boy a break. He's been at school all day. Any one of several possibilities might follow. Perhaps the persecutor, mom, feeling victimized by dad, will turn her wrath on him. In that case, she moves dad from the rescuer to the victim. They then might do a few quick trips around the triangle with Junior on the sidelines. Or maybe Junior joins Dad in a persecutory, let's gang up on Mom approach. Or then again, maybe Junior will turn on Dad, rescuing Mom with, mind your own business, Dad, I don't need your help. So it goes, with endless variations, but nonetheless, pinging from corner to corner on the triangle. And this is what's going on out there. See, if black people are victims then they need rescuers. Now you got all these liberal progressives that want to come in. This is what Hitler did. Hitler had brown shirts that would go and attack his political opponents. And then, so it's triangulation. 
he would have a thesis, the, the things that were going the way they were were good, and then he'd have an antithesis, he'd cause a problem, this is what Hitler did, and then he'd bring in the red shirts to stir things up, cause the problems, and then he'd synthesize, so the, the, the antithesis was bad, but the synthesis was not as bad. And so then he'd come in, and it's documented, read it, and then he'd come in the middle of the night, and he slaughtered all the brown shirts, which then had the people love him. I mean, this is how people become dictators. Marx did it. Hitler did it. And it's happening right here in this country. It's Saul Alinsky. It's George Soros. The hundreds of millions of dollars that George Soros is pouring in to keep America on the drama triangle, to keep black people hating white people, to keep white people second-guessing black people, and uh, it's just going around and around. And we've got to pick to do something different. It's time to choose a different strategy because life is a box of chocolates. You get to pick the chocolate, but you don't get to pick what comes with it. I'm Mr. Black. We'll be back in three minutes. The American public overwhelmingly voted for socialism when they elected President Obama. Yes, I know that. Construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and Radio.com. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence of some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code MINNEAPOLIS for 20% off. Get a $2,500 learning voucher from Sylvan Learning for just $1,250 through this special offer from Sylvan and this station. Only two half-price Sylvan Learning offers available. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab, and half-price offers, or call the station now. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to Dallas-Fort Worth on August 20th through the 22nd. Details at likeitmatters.net. Sometimes I guess there just aren't enough rocks. I am Mr. Black, and man, we've been taking a journey through the soundtrack of Forrest Gump. What a what a beautiful soundtrack. And today we're we're using his metaphor of life is like a box of chocolates. To realize that life has choices and consequences. Uh, and parents, you don't remove the consequences of your children. Why? 
because how would they ever learn to make better choices? You know, one thing I learned about God a long time ago, my love, my first love is God. I'm in love with God. I love my wife, but I'm in love with my God. Uh, and God does not remove the consequences from our, our choices. Now, he's forgiven us for those of us who confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is risen and believe in our hearts that he is Lord. Then uh, our consequences from our sins have been covered. But God, as we walk on this planet, that's eternity. But as we walk on this planet, I've learned God does not remove our consequences. Why? Because he's a good father. He's a good, good father, right? And because a good father does not remove the consequences of their children, he'll walk with them. He'll still love them in those consequences. But he loves that kid enough to let that child know that choices have consequences. And if you don't like the consequences, then make different choices. And that's what's lacking in America today. There are no consequences. That's why this whole thing going on with uh, William Barr, you know, they attempted to take down a sitting president. It was a coup d'etat. They were spying, illegally using spying. They're spying on American citizens. And some of you don't care. It's no big deal because of Donald Trump. Oh, my gosh. That's that's you've got to there's got to be a consequence. If there's no consequence, that's precedent then why would not the Trump administration, when they go out of office in 2024, whoever's elected you know, five years from now, why don't they spy on that group of people and trash them and destroy their ability? I mean, there's got to be consequences. And so today we're talking about our choices and uh, the drama triangle, what America's dealing with. You know, the drama triangle uh, is a triangle where there's three points of the drama triangle. There's the persecutor, the rescuer, and there's the victim. But there's also another triangle, I don't know what it's called, and I've, I, I've read this years ago, that Marxists and Hitler, uh, this triangle where there's three axes on the triangle. There's the thesis, there's the antithesis, the antithesis, and then there's the synthesis. And what happens is the thesis is basically the norm, what's going on. And so what happened is someone working under the cover of darkness, working psychologically to manipulate, won't let you, they'll cause a problem. That is the antithesis, right? The opposite of normal. And now that's really bad. The problem, the antithesis is really bad. And so what this person will do who caused the antithesis will then come up with a synthesis, which is somewhere in between the normal and the really bad antithesis. It's called a synthesis. And it's just half as bad. And so then that person steps in and does the half as bad thing. They created the really bad thing. Now they created the half as bad thing. And now people look to them as the savior. That's how it ties in to the victim, persecutor, and rescuer. Because a victim always needs a rescuer. And a rescuer always needs a victim. Logical. And a persecutor has to attack those attacking the victim, which is the persecutor, and they actually become that which they despise. Don't you see all the people rioting in the streets, the hatefulness, the bitterness, the anger, the resentment, the vile, the throwing urine on people, throwing feces on people? I mean, just anger and hatred. You don't see it? They despise themselves because they feel guilt and shame, and so they become the persecutor to make themselves feel better. you got to realize... Why do I bring all this up? Because of choices. Because of choices. You know, I really like uh, Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock is a uh, sports columnist. He's a re reporter, a writer. Uh, he's black. He's conservative. Uh, and he, he said something so clear when he switched over. He left Fox Sports and uh, he, he went to a, a new thing. I forgot what it's called, but a brand new thing. Uh, and uh, he just he didn't fit in with mainstream media. And here's a quote from him. He said, quote, it's hard to be mad, uh, to be me at a modern mainstream media company. So that's why he had to go on his own. He said, the things that define me are under attack. Now here's a black conservative man of God. He said, social media has prioritized race, gender, sexuality, and political ideology well ahead of God and country. The mainstream media's addiction to social media attraction does not comfortably accommodate someone with my beliefs speaking my truth. He said, social media defines my values as outdated no longer healthy or useful. Major corporations, the lifeblood of the mainstream media, operate in fear of algorithms that act as social media lynch mobs. The punishment for failing to stick the secular values promoted through social media is career execution by lethal algorithm. And that's so cool. That's so powerful. And that's why we got to choose. It's time to choose. You know, adversity is part of life. And I don't know when adversity became a victim, a, a, a passport to victimhood. 
adversity. I mean, read what they say about Jesus. Isaiah 53 describes Jesus as a man of sorrows, familiar with pain. Here's the Son of God, God himself incarnate. James, uh, John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word dwelt among us. God, God himself, who took, walked in our shoes, like Forrest Gump said, you can tell a lot by a person's shoes came down in the form of man, Jesus Christ, and walked in our shoes. He was known as the man of sorrows, familiar with grief. Jesus knew tons of adversity. Paul knew tons of adversity. All the apostles were crucified, killed, boiling oil, tarred and feathered, shipwrecked, um, drawn and quartered, uh, 40 lashes minus one. Oz Hillman wrote a great book years ago. It really hit me at an important time in my life. It's called The Upside of Adversity. He said, we must get beyond the immature notion that God is only interested in making us healthy, wealthy, and happy. God wants so much more for us than that. He wants us to be wise, mature, obedient, bold, committed. He wants us to be Christ-like. And the road becoming like Christ often leads to the wilderness of adversity. Let's embrace adversity. Choose to pick up the chocolate of adversity and taste it. It's bittersweet. But man, it grows you. It's good food. You know, God's method always seems to be vision first and then reality, Oz said. But in between the vision and the reality, there's often a deep valley of humiliation. How often has a faithful soul been plunged to a like darkness when after the vision has become the test? See, we got to choose. We can choose to go hire this person or not hire this person. We can choose to take this job or don't take this job. We can choose to march in the streets or not march in the streets. We can choose to go on social media and post or not post. I've never posted on social media. I don't belong to anything except LinkedIn. But five weeks ago, I believe God told me it's time to speak up. It's time to use all what I put in you and start getting people thinking properly. That's my choice. Oz Hillman said, this is one of my favorite quotes, he said, the crisis that defines us, God may also, the, the crisis that defines us, God may also place us in black hole situations in order to give us a message to share with the world. Jesus said, whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light, and what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. Oswald Chambers reminds us that songbirds are taught to sing in the dark, and that the darkness is not a place for talking, but a place for listening and learning. If you talk to other people, he says, you cannot hear what God is saying. When you are alone, in the dark, by yourself, at a low point, listen. And God will give you a very precious message for someone else once you're back in the light. One way to look at a black hole is to see it as a defining moment. A defining moment is a time in our life when everything changes. And we know that there's no turning back. A defining moment crystallizes us and shapes us in the kind of people we will be. It's an event in our lives that gives form and meaning to our existence. And ladies and gentlemen, today, the last of July, 2020, I'm going to ask you to choose differently. Yeah, it's dark out there. Yeah, this COVID-19 thing, I think it's a face, fake lockdown. I think people are keeping kids out of school uh, for their own benefit because they want to destroy the economy and keep chaos. You might need a rescuer, don't you get it? If America can be a victim come election time, then Joe Biden can be their rescuer. And then Donald Trump, of course, is the persecutor. But for those of us that are Trump supporters like I am, then what you see right now is they're the persecutors. They're creating a crisis so that you feel that you need a different rescuer. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's only one Savior. And one day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Not that black lives matter. Not that black people have been treated unfairly. But that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's it. Every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up. It knows it must outrun the fastest lion or it will be killed. Every morning in Africa, a lion wakes up. It knows it must run faster than the slowest gazelle or it will starve. It doesn't matter whether you're a lion or a gazelle. When the sun comes up, you'd better be running. See, that lion and that gazelle both know two things. That their choices they make in that moment will forever alter their future. Whether you're a lion or a gazelle, make some better choices. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. I'm not a smart man. Use your head, man. Never underestimate the power of the Schwartz. I'm pretty tired. Think I'll go home now.
It's back to school time. Whether your kids are returning to class with face masks or you're keeping them at home, one thing will stay the same. Back to school is expensive, so we'd like to help. Enter the back to school sweepstakes. You could win $2,500 for your kids' expenses. Then we pay an additional $2,500 to your school. Register for the back to school sweepstakes at freedom1570.com. That's freedom1570.com. In a lawsuit, a little extra liability protection can go a long way. Call Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. A personal liability umbrella policy from American Family Insurance offers a million dollars or more of coverage over and above the limits of your auto and home policies. And it's affordable. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. Ringing, liberal.